I'm Jago Wynn and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Joe Watling. Good morning, everyone, and Happy New Year. Lovely to see you as always. I was praying this morning and I felt that God wanted me to remind you before we look at the talk that he loves you, that wherever you are and whatever you are doing, he wants you to know that he sees you and that he loves you dearly. So let's dive straight into the passage. The passage is from 1 Peter 4, 12 to 14. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed, for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. Peter starts this passage by saying, dear friends, and in other translations, the word is beloved. I think this is so heartwarming and it shows that he cares deeply for the scattered Christians of Asia Minor back then, but also for us who would read his words a few thousand years later. Peter knew that being a Christian doesn't mean that you are not going to endure hardships or suffer trials in this life. In fact, he knew that being a Christian would invite trials and hardships. We would be criticised and ridiculed because of our faith. He also knew that the power we have been given through the Holy Spirit means we are not on our own. We can still know peace in difficult times and even joy because of his Holy Spirit in us. Peter tells us to expect ordeals and difficult times and not be surprised by them. We should not see persecution as strange and unusual for God's people. Hardships of all kinds will come. For these first century Christians, that would include intense political and social persecution for their faith in Christ. One commentator wrote that the fiery trials we go through serve as a kind of crucible to purify our faith. You only need to look at the secret churches of North Korea and Afghanistan to see that. Their faith is so strong, isn't it? And they take the most extraordinary risks just to get hold of a Bible or to meet with other Christians. I was reading about a woman called Bea from North Korea who was sent to a remote and brutal camp because they found a Bible in her house. She managed to escape the camp and get to one of the secret safe houses in China run by open doors. After a few months there, with good food, Bibles, worship, fellowship and relative comfort, she made the dangerous decision to return to the camp in North Korea and start running a secret church with her new Bible. She could have stayed in the safe house. She could have lived in relative comfort. And instead, she felt God calling her across the river, which was probably horrific to get across, and go back to that brutal camp. It's quite extraordinary. She said that others, people like us who might read her story, might see her life as cursed. 
She has very little access to food and has to work very long hours in the fields. The work is physically demanding and relentless. She doesn't mention her family, who she probably doesn't see. We don't hear about them. But Bea describes her life as blessed because she sees her suffering as a shortcut to her heavenly father. She embodies verse 14. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. It's hard for us over here in the West to imagine living like that. It's also very challenging because it makes us look at ourselves and examine our own faith. Would we do that? Would I be that brave and resilient? We all go through times of suffering, even if we don't live in a country like North Korea where Christians are being brutally persecuted. And we too need to do as Bea does. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to empower us, to strengthen us, so we don't lose our faith or our peace, so that we can even be joyful in our suffering. Most of the messages we hear today, especially in January, are about pleasure-seeking, holidays, amazing food, beautiful clothes, finely sculpted bodies that don't age. But I think all of us are aware that all the, all of, although these things are lovely to have, and they do bring some happiness, there's no doubt, they can also leave us feeling empty and purposeless. We know that our purpose, the meaning of our lives here on earth, is to follow Jesus, to live holy lives, to seek him always, and to look to him for our strength and our joy. I spoke a few months ago about a talk I heard where the preacher said we should all be able to wake up each morning and say to God, it is enough that you are with me today. We need to acknowledge that even if everything around us fell apart, we would still have Jesus. We would still be children of God and be able to trust that he is Emmanuel, he is with us. I'm certainly aware that in my own life, the times which have been hardest for us have been the times we have been closest to God and have heard his voice more clearly. I always remind my boys who are now grown up that God is at his best when we are at our worst. I know this to be true. I've experienced it many times and yet I still find myself forgetting to trust him and trying to lean on my own understanding. It's so easy to look for comfort in the wrong places. For me, it's turning to family and friends for wisdom instead of turning to God. It's for trying to book a holiday or throwing myself into work. But instead, what we should do is fall on our face and ask God to draw near to us and ask him what, what is his purpose for us as we go through the, the trials. So how on earth do we pray this morning? Well, it's January, so we should be praying big prayers at the start of another year. The tagline on the Open Doors website tells us that over 340 million Christians suffer persecution and discrimination, and yet they follow Jesus no matter the cost. And it says in the Beatitudes, in Matthew 5, verse 10 to 12, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. So I want to encourage you this morning, let's pray for our brothers and sisters across the world who are being brutally persecuted. Let's pray for God to be near them and for God to protect them. 
and for God to, t- to turn over the regimes which are persecuting them so, so much. But then let's also pray for ourselves here in the West, in this post-Christian world that we live. Let's pray for us to be able to spread the gospel in new and innovative ways. Let's keep inviting people to things like Tri Church Sunday and to Alpha, which starts next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to HTC Daily.